I had a couple of very enlightening conversations with a, a couple of new acquaintances this week that really opened up my mind and kind of changed the way that I look at the pain that I'm feeling at a given time, in any given time, or any type of difficulty or challenge, and uh, understanding more deeply or internalizing the fact that I don't have to, I can choose to, but I don't have to choose to let that pain and difficulty uh, cause me unnecessary suffering. It's It's ultimately my choice whether or not to do that. And the essence of mindfulness practice really is about giving us a way to on a on a uh, daily basis or you know whatever interval someone chooses i think it's definitely a diminishing skill i think the the less that we practice mindfulness uh, the less that we benefit from the fruits of the practice in terms of uh, you know being able to be aware of what our minds are doing and to take it even a step further really the, you know it is an extension of what our minds are doing our self-talk, as some people refer to that. I, I kind of like that phrase because I think a lot of the mind chatter that goes on, and I can't speak for everybody, but I know for myself and many people that I've spoken with about this, that it does kind of feel like a sort of a talking to the self. And sometimes it's not in words. Sometimes we're just processing or, you know, we're uh, holding on to... Uh, or sometimes even giving energy to, to feelings and emotions that come up uh, in of themselves. And clearly we can make those things worse. We can add energy or give energy to, the, to them. And we can hold on to those things and not release them. But getting back to these conversations, they were incredibly enlightening. They were different conversations, but they were essentially, there was a part of what they both of these people said to me, and I don't know if they know each other, I have no idea, and it doesn't really matter, but it was along the lines of when people are in pain or we're, we're having difficulties or challenges of some sort, when something in our lives doesn't feel good or it's not going the way that we want or things are not, you know, things just don't feel the way we want them to feel. And I know for me, that is, uh, you know, quite a bit of the, you know, that's, I, 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 I don't really want to get into percentages or, you know, trying to say how much of the time it feels that way because I don't think that really helps any and it gets away from the point. But, you know, there, it's something that I'm definitely very familiar with. I'll, I'll leave it at that. This is something that, you know, I don't go too many days without having some things like this come up as far as, you know, something uh, for whatever reason, you know, externally or even internally just doesn't feel good. Uh, something is, you know, it's painful. It could be physically or emotionally or spiritually. And, but anyway, getting back to these conversations, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, I was talking to these people separately, you know, in separate situations. And we were talking about, you know, people, you know, how do they deal with pain in their lives? How do they deal with difficulties, setbacks, disappointments, things not going the way they had hoped? And the one conversation, the first conversation I had earlier in the week, I thought it was very interesting that she said to me, 
when we were talking about that, that a lot of times people don't, re, you know, are so caught up in the pain that they are feeling, the difficulties that they're in, they're so mired in the situation that they fail to realize, I don't even want to use the word fail, it's just that, they, that there's nothing necessarily about failure here, they just don't see the fact that there, and as she said in her words, there is healing everywhere. And when you think about that phrase for a moment, when she said it, I mean, I definitely felt something. It definitely spoke to me. And I realized what she, at least for me, and I realized you could take that several different ways, but I realize sometimes when people share things with us, the message is, you know, it comes to us in, 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 and we interpret it individually, is that with mindfulness practice, I can't allow myself to heal from the pain that I'm feeling or remove myself or try to release the feelings I'm having until I can, you know, practice what mindfulness is all about, until I can catch myself, until I can become aware. And when we get carried away with these things or lost in the pain and difficulties, there's a tendency to lose touch or lose contact with that awareness that is watching our minds. And it's almost like, in a way, it's almost like, an, I, I've heard people refer to it before as the observer. Sometimes in, in uh, spiritual uh, uh, discussions or in literature, uh, especially I know with the, uh, the, ancient, uh, the ancient Indian religions of Buddhism and Hinduism, there is, uh, you know, in some of the, uh, the esoteric philosophies, there is talk about an, an observer. And essentially, I don't want to say that I totally understand those things because I have not, you know, studied that uh, to the point of being able to speak. I'm, I'm no sort of expert on that. But at the same time, I've read enough and, and spoken with enough people to get some sort of a sense that the idea here is to that we're and essentially with mindfulness practice, at least in my mind, and I and I can't say this for sure, but at least for me that we develop that observer, that, uh, that awareness, whatever. And really you can call it, you know, whatever works for you. I don't think there's any right or wrong word, but we can't see that healing that this acquaintance of my, that I met spoke of. We can't see that healing everywhere. All those opportunities to heal. If we are so stuck in what it is that we're caught up in, if we're so focused on our pain and I realize there are times in life when clearly we are you know feeling intense physical or emotional pain and I don't want to trivialize that at all but what I do want to say is is that even in the midst of some really difficult situations I have found that while being mindful and and paying attention to that observer or that awareness and watching my mind as soon as I you know, once when I stop doing that, as soon as something takes me by surprise or I choose to get caught up in it, I lose contact with that observer. I lose contact with that awareness. It's there, but I'm just not, I'm not plugged into it. I disconnect from it temporarily. And I start telling myself, and, and usually what happens very, in most cases, is that I start developing an inner uh, monologue. There's this uh, sort of uh, description. I'm kind of telling myself, it's almost kind of like a book on tape. It's like I'm writing a story or I'm uh, reading the uh, script to a movie or in some cases I'm seeing things visually and it does feel like a movie and I'm in it. And I'm completely, not only am I in it, but I'm watching it. It's, you know, I'm starring in the movie 
and I am sitting in the theater completely and, and utterly and you know immersed in the story and I lose touch with the fact that I have the ability to stop this process because it, you know I, I may think in the moment that it's somehow that it's helping I don't know if I'm actually I don't know if I'm thinking at all I'm just reacting but I, I somehow I, I've gathered the you know when this has happened when I've looked back sometimes I think that there is if I continue to do this mindlessly there has to be something in it for me and uh, I'm still kind of fleshing all that out I'm still trying to figure that all out but what's more important getting back to the subject at hand is that once I can return from that it's almost like being in a trance and once I can return from that trance and come back to the present moment as soon as I do that I immediately will start because I practice doing that and this is available to anybody who practices mindfulness because I practice that I immediately pay attention to my mind it's just a habit it's an ingrained habit and it, like anything else any other uh habits we have to practice them whether they're good or bad you know for us we, we practice these things and that's usually what we you know we are I've heard the same before we are what we practice so when I come back to that and I realize suddenly oh my gosh everything is you know and I realize if it's an emergency or there's something really wrong I'm not going to say oh everything's okay there's healing everywhere but I'm much more likely to deal with the situation in a uh, even-handed in a somewhat of a calm you know, a calmer fashion than if I'm carried away with the story or the, you know, that I'm telling myself or the movie that's playing in my head. I'm much more likely to deal with the situation effectively if I am willing to uh, see that there are opportunities, you know, that for healing everywhere. There are everywhere I turn. And, and it's almost to me what that says to me is, is that if I can become aware of, you know, in the moment, you know, become reacquainted with, you know, what I refer to as the old friend, and that's that, you know, that awareness, that observer. See what's going on in my mind. I can have a much better chance of, of working from a much more reasonable and calm vantage point to deal with the situation and then be able to see that once that once I do, while things may not be the way that I want them to be or go the way I want them to go, whatever is happening is happening, and I can't necessarily change that immediately or in the moment there is in some cases in the future I can make changes make adjustments and hope to get things to a more desired state but every situation is different but in the meantime wouldn't it be wonderful if I could actually see that there are opportunities to heal everywhere I look just noticing just the simple things uh, and, and I don't necessarily go into a long list of that I mean it's uh, because I think everybody I would imagine everybody gets the point here is that you know just just what it, what is around us in some cases can be uh, can be healing for us. I realize there's some things that we're around or in our immediate vicinity that are not healing, but I think everyone has the ability to uh, figure that out for themselves and know what you know are the things that uplift them. And uh, I, I think that's that's easy enough to figure out. And not, not to say that I, you know, not to say that if somebody came to me and, you know, wanted help with that, I would certainly do everything that I could. But I, I feel like mo in most cases, most people, uh, you know, have a sense of that. But I don't always assume that for everyone. Secondly, the second, you know, the second conversation was, you know, along the same lines. And this was occurred later this week. And it was, again, someone that I had just met for the first time. 
and we were talking a lot about how the body holds on to and stores memories. In a lot of cases, that's stored as physical pain, uh, you know, physical, you know, various types of physical uh, ailments and difficulties. And it was a very fascinating, not that I'm necessarily going to, re- you know, I don't want to necessarily, you know, spend a bunch of time recapping the entire conversation, but something she said to me really stuck. And it was along the lines of, and what's interesting, I also want to point out very quickly that neither one of these, neither one of these conversations really were directly related to mindfulness practice or mindfulness. And they didn't have to be. And that's what I find interesting about this because these were just like little pieces of a puzzle that I'm putting together and that I can use these pieces, uh, these puzzle pieces as I continue to do my own mindfulness work and, uh, and to help others as well. She basically, we were talking about, you know, she was relating some things to me in terms of, of uh, spiritual aspects of, you know, the various types of energies that affect our, us physically and emotionally and spiritually. And she said something to me that just completely just stopped me in my tracks. I mean, I literally, it just, it literally blew my mind. It just, I, I didn't know what else to say. I just, it literally was one of those situations that just, and what is interesting about it is that all she essentially said to me All that she essentially said to me was that it's up to us. We can either see pain as a gift in that it can actually help spur us on to making the changes that we need to in our lives. Uh, it, you know, Or we can see it as something that's a curse, that it's ultimately up to us. And I, there would have been times in the past where maybe I would have thought that was rather trite, where I would have thought that that was, you know, hmm, I, I'm not, you know, I don't know about this, because I know when I'm when I'm in pain and I'm suffering and you know struggling, I mean, it feels very real to me. In a lot of cases, you know, there are things that are very real, and I don't know necessarily that it's always easy to say, well, this is good for me somehow. Somehow I'm going to benefit from this. And I have heard other people speak to this, but it's something that I hadn't thought about in quite a long time. In that, these various the, the and she was speaking of about it from the standpoint that a lot of t- in a lot of cases, you know, we hold previous trauma in our bodies. That you know there are memories, and there's a lot of scientific research that is now pointing to the fact that you know the with the mind and body being connected that we tend to physically in our, in, you know, in our, and I, there again, I'm not an expert on this and don't know that much about it, but I think it is important from the standpoint of mindfulness because of the fact with mindfulness, we're working with how, you know, being aware of and observing how our minds work. And clearly those minds are affected and modern, you know, modern medical science is starting to point more and more to the fact that what happens in our minds is related to what happens in our bodies. And not that I necessarily want to, you know, spend a lot of time on that, but there again, it is, it's, it's interesting to me to realize, you know, when I am in pain, when I am struggling, when things are not going the way that I want, a lot of this has to do with catching myself. If I'm feeling like a victim, if I'm feeling like this isn't fair, 
if I'm feeling, you know, any, if I'm having any sort of negative thoughts about it, or if I'm resisting it in any way, if I'm fighting it, if I'm refusing to accept it, I'm refusing to accept my faith, refusing to take any, you know, if it is, if some of this is due to, uh, something, you know, karmically related that I have brought on myself, I, you know, I'm much better served by being open to accepting these things and, and, uh, and, and beginning the process of healing and the healing won't happen until I can become more aware of what's going on in my mind that any healing that takes place, I have to be, I first have to be back in the, in, in the position of being aware of what my mind is doing and observing it and catching myself and saying, Oh, there I go again. You know, I'm, I'm reacting to the pain this way. I'm, you know, I'm resisting it this way. I am, I am responding to it in this particular way. And in, in, in almost all cases, there's something that I'm doing that is, I'm basically standing in my own way. I'm getting in my own way. And that until I can begin to see that things happen, and we don't really know why they happen, but if we can, you know, if I can see those things as potentially as gifts as much as possible, then I think I'm much in a much better position to stop resisting whatever that it is. And even if it hurts, even if it's difficult to try to, you know, to focus more on calmly and rationally doing what I can to make the situation better, to get some sort of relief from what it is that is causing me pain or difficulty. And then I can begin to do the work of, you know, going back and assessing that, you know, if there is damage, assessing the damage, you know, getting in touch with what actually really happened, not with what my narrative is for what happened, not for what I'm trying to tell a story about what happened, but to actually go back and deal with what happened. Be open to what happened, be open to how things unfolded and begin to see that these things can provide in some, you know, in, in different ways, in all different kinds of situations, can be, you know, can provide some gifts and sometimes gifts that we've not necessarily expected to help us heal from whatever pain it is. And then we can begin to release that from our minds and release those things from our bodies. And there are many, many different practices for doing this. I'm not, and I'm not in any position to say, you know, what is best uh, or, you know, what is necessary for any individual situations. I just know that in, with any of these ways of addressing pain that we hold in our bodies or in our minds, and essentially it's, you know, in my mind, it's all one, it's all connected. It's that we, you know, it gets back to the, uh, you know, the important foundation of this, and that is, you know, do we have the ability to be aware, you know, have we practiced being aware of what our minds are doing and observing it, and observing it dispassionately, not without having any stake in it whatsoever, without taking a position, without thinking that it's right or wrong, uh, without judging it in any way, shape, or form, just an unconditional awareness, and, un, you know, being an, you know, an impartial observer, because any sort of position that we take or if we come, you know, to what we observe from any certain vantage point other than just the truth of what it is standing on its own without the need to interpret it or judge it, if we can't do that, it's really hard for us to get to the root of what is actually going on and being able to start, you know, 
you know, pulling that apart and taking it deeper and unpacking it and taking a deeper look at it. To me, that's really, that's how I see the work of healing. But in my mind, it's, 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 uh, it starts, you know, with that, it, with that awareness. And the only way to cultivate it is to practice cultivating it, is to, is to practice being aware and practice that, that observation. And uh, I'm very grateful for these conversations because they both, to, in my mind, got me to realize that, you know, mindfulness in of itself isn't just, a, it's just not, it's not about being just, a, just about being more mindful. Sure, being more mindful is good, but there really is a much more therapeutic purpose for this. And really what it boils down to is, it, this is a way for us to make sure that we don't cause any more unnecessary suffering for ourselves and for others, because a lot of times that's what happens. It also provides a very solid foundation and a, a very critical base for any healing that takes place and for us being able to recognize any gifts that are that come to us as a result of any pain or difficulties or anything that is causing us pain. And we can only work with these things and begin to heal them, release them, and heal them if we're able to be aware of, of what's going on and being able to observe it, you know, impartially. And so, uh, you know, it really, for me, these two conversations connected, the, you know, some very important dots for me. It really pulled things together to let me see the whole picture. And I just felt like it was, uh, you know, possibly beneficial to share that with others. Very grateful for that. The more and more as I go on this journey and as I proceed, I'm seeing that, you know, there really is not, you know, there's not, you know, there's not this and that. It's just that there's, you know, there's, there's, you know, both and it's, you know, there's the either or doesn't, I don't seem to see that so much anymore. You know, I see that things are connected and, and, uh, I'm very, very grateful for that.